you're better with the team around you. This is the Music Fit Podcast. Let's do this thing. Yo, my fam, how you all doing today? It's your host, Mike Schwartz here with the Music Fit Podcast, and that's right, you are better with the team around you, much better, and uh, I'm living proof this week, I mean, this whole past weekend, I've just been uh, developing the collaboratory of Music Fit Collective, myself looking to bring together and Look at scalability rather than growth, and that's an interesting concept because a lot of people think they got to be the biggest thing, they got to go change the world. And if if you take a step back and you think, "Hey, how can I change my world?" Some real magic can happen. You know, you start to find like-minded individuals, you find the right kind of team around you, the ones that really truly believe in the shit that you're putting out into the world which is so, so important in the music industry. It is a competitive, competitive market. You are up against, especially now with the pandemic, everything is so accessible with platforms like Spotify and platforms like SoundCloud and YouTube. You've got to really stand out as a brand and you've got to really stand out. And this continues on from last week's show with Gavin is uh is how do we stand out how do we how do we develop our skill sets our soft skills and connect with our fans our audiences and it doesn't even matter if you're not a musician negations acknowledged we want to craft something special and today's show is going to is going to really really focus in narrow focus on something special and giving back and just being a real authentic you know, badass unicorn. And speaking of badass unicorns, our guest today, Greg James. Greg with a double G. I thought that was rad. We'll get into that. We'll get into his background. We'll get into what kind of music has influenced him and how he is stepping up amidst this pandemic to really reach out and connect and why he believes you're better with a team around you. Without further ado, here's Greg James. All right, folks, welcome back. That you heard was half of me with the artist, Greg James. I'm sitting down with Greg here today. Greg, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you today? I am doing so good. We were just talking off uh, off air there with um, the, the fact that you're down in Chicagoland, which I just learned is we're, we're thinking north of Chicago. And uh, we got a cool little backstory. I want to get into this track, though, because I've been digging on it. And uh, half of me, can you give us a little bit of uh, context to where this song came from and and uh, a little bit of the background on the, on the track before we get into your background as an artist? Absolutely, dude. Yeah, so funny story about this track. I was writing this song for two years, okay? And I just couldn't find the right pieces for this track. You know how sometimes you're just sitting there and you're listening to everything and everything sounds great? but there's one thing about it that you want to change and you can't figure it out. Well, yeah. I remember after sitting back down to it after two years, I finally figured out what it was. And I was like, okay, let's finish this record. And uh, it's basically just a very intimate track. Um, it's just, 
it's got a lot of uh, inspiration, things I've gone through, things I know people have gone through. And what, what the song pretty much is, is like, hey, you know, you've seen my nice guy, you know, here's your flowers type guy. But let me show you the behind the scenes in the bedroom, closed door lifestyle. <laughs> right, right. So that's I love pretty that. much what the next part of it is, so. Well, and that's the thing I think it's so interesting about our music today is that when I first heard this track, the reason I reached out right away, I was just like, oh, yeah, dude, this is like because it, it is that stuff that uh, we we think we all think. Right. Absolutely. And and nobody really pushes the boundaries on on those tracks. It was a bold statement. And I, I popped that back and I was like, oh, wow. Shit. OK, yeah. cool. Yeah, because we're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. And it's a great it's like Neo Soul. It's got this cool little groove to it. It's like. That's, that's super cool. And there we go. Cool. Yeah, it's it's out there. We put uh, we're, we're bringing that conversation out there, which is like super cool, in my opinion, especially with like amidst all this uh, this past year where everything's so heavy and stuff. This is just a light look at like what it is to be human. It's Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we shouldn't we shouldn't try to censor that because as humans, we're interested in sex. That's just it, it is. It's what it is. And I'm a very honest person. And I'm going to let people dive into that type of lifestyle that I look into, you know, cause it's like, Hey, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat these things for you. I'm going to tell you what you're thinking. So when you're listening to that song, you know exactly what it is. I was trying to explain. Now let's go back. Let's dive into how you got started into, uh, into music. What, what made you go, Hey dude, I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to be an artist. What is this? So pretty much when I was a kid, I used to write a lot of poetry um, and I just, I loved writing. I loved reading. I thought it was a great concept, um, but I've always been into music and it could be any type of genre. I just always loved the sound of music from the age of five, six years old. My uncle used to play guitar and I would sing the Beatles with him and, you know, we would just jam and it was just a nice thing. And I've always loved that essentially. So the way what really got me into it was more so the fact of music is just beautiful. You know, there's just so much to it. There's so much intricate detail. And I just started sitting down and I started writing things. And, you know, I didn't essentially want to necessarily be a singer because it takes a lot of, you know, it, it takes a lot to be a singer. But I essentially started doing this when I was 14, 15 years old. I was, I got a little cheap microphone opened up audacity if you remember audacity oh yeah <laughs> man oh hilarious rolling yeah. track on there and started singing and just doing basic stuff you know it wasn't it wasn't great but to me i was like oh this is this is kind of cool and then as time went on i just kept working and the most important thing you have to do is just get better every day at anything and everything you're doing so i learned to take vocal lessons i just kind of dove into it head first and was like this is a beautiful thing. And like the one thing I love as an artist too, is finding other musicians that do the same thing that you're doing, because there's so much talent out there that's overlooked. And I just, I find it so amazing to just dive in and listen to other people's music as well as have that general conversation where you guys have things in common with each other. And sure. music is just everything to me, man. It really is. It, it empowers my soul. It's just all around me. It's just a beautiful thing. You mentioned some, uh, some influences, you know, listen, sitting around, listening to the Beatles and stuff like that. Who else kind of got you really into, uh, into performing? So, uh, I was really heavy into Backstreet Boys back in the day as a kid, you know, I just, they were, they were good. Uh, it was either between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and I was on the Backstreet Boys train. Um, I just <laughs> thought they were very good. Their harmonies were fantastic. 
And uh, as performers, that was something I wanted to do. And as I got a little older, I would watch, you know, I'd emulate other people. Like I love Usher. Usher is great. One of my, one of my influences, strong influences for sure, with the R&B. Um, I have heavy soul roots. I, I really do. And that's the one thing too, that I think that separates me from a lot. Cause a lot of it's, you know, there's a lot of bubblegum pop out there, but nowadays we're starting to find more of a soul and an R&B mix in between. And I I'm digging that. I'm really digging that type of sound. And that's really the type of sound I've been going for. So I have lots of influences nowadays too. If you listen to The Weeknd, The Weeknd is a heavy oh, yeah. influence in my music too. Um, yeah. Justin Timberlake's gotten some influence. Justin Bieber. I mean, I got a lot of different influences I, I roll with, but I listen to everything and all types of genres because, I mean, talent comes in different sizes, different genres. Talent is talent. That's the way I look at it. Being a younger artist, is there any big frustration right now with the music industry? Like, what are you seeing in uh, in the states with uh, with the pandemic, or is there anything um, like with the the middleman or or anything like that? What's the biggest frustration for you? So the the one thing that I think is probably the most frustrating being an independent artist and, and trying to get yourself known out there is that pay to play stuff. Um, I hate it. I mean, I've sunk money into the, into the industry. I've sunk money into myself and you have to, you know, you are, you yourself, you're a brand. You have to make sure that you are well represented. And if you if you're representing yourself, um, yeah. it just comes down to a lot of knowing where to spend your money and how to spend it. Uh, but the one thing that bothers me is the pay to play. I mean, you could have these people who are way less talented than you blowing $50,000 and they're getting that major deal because they had the money to do it. And I mean, I, I listen to some music and, and, you know, it's not my cup of tea sometimes. And, you know, the talent to me is like, okay, but it's a pay to play. And I understand that if you're marketable and someone sees money inside of you, Hey, they're going to put their money in you. But that's probably the most frustrating thing nowadays to me is, is just, it's a pay to play world. So many underlooked people, like look at these people that are on the streets that are singing and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. they, some of these people are so talented, so good, overlooked because they don't have money. They're in this position where they can't even have the fun. So I sit here and I say to myself, like, I'm grateful to be able to have the chance to go to studios and record music, you know, just to have that luxury of having a computer. And if I want to mess around and make a beat, I can do that. Some of these people don't even have that luxury. They're just sitting there, you know, on these street corners, hoping to be discovered when we actually have the access to social media around us. It's just it just blows my mind how much talent is out there that is just not being given a shot because it's a pay to play world. You've been doing this for a little while. Has there been any uh, firsthand experience? Like, have you ever been uh, trapped in any of those kind of deals or just been passed up or any label stuff, any management stuff that, uh, that you can speak to? Oh man. Yeah. I've had a couple run-ins um, and, and not good run-ins either. So uh, about, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, this is, this is the juice. There we go. Let's get yeah. into it, man. That's awesome. About, about 2015, 2016, um, someone had discovered me on uh, my Facebook page and they were digging what I was putting out, which was great, you know, great vibes. And, you know, they, they came to me in a very positive manner, but a very, very like, you know, Hey, we believe in what you're doing, but we would love to take you further. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested. I was a little naive at the time. I've learned a lot over the time, over, over the years, you learn a lot, but I was naive at the time. I was excited. I wanted a deal. It was all like, just, I want it. I want, I want it. Not let me think about it. 
And uh, they came to me, we worked together for about a year solid. But the problem is, is they weren't doing anything for me that they said they were going to within that contract. Notice quotations in the contract, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so they had said that they wanted me to put out music with them, but they were supposed to provide the producers, provide the studio time. That was what was in the contract and none of it was being delivered on their end. So let's fast forward to uh, another couple months down the road. There was this record label and I won't get into names uh, just, you know, for legal purposes. I had a major that was interested in what I was doing, but they weren't talking to me. They were talking to the management representation themselves because as an artist, you cannot negotiate with labels without your management present. Your management always has to take the wheel on that. That's just mm -hmm. the way it is in the contracts. There's nothing you can do. Labels will not talk with you <laughs> if you have representation and you're trying to speak with them. So yeah. they had taken over. What the whole deal was is it was going to be a, a four single deal. They were going to produce, write, get everything ready for me just to go into the studio, drop four songs with them, and then it would be a four single deal release. And if the songs worked, one of them hit, then it would be a major deal I could have been signed to potentially. So I was like, yo, this is awesome. This is huge. It's one of the giants in the industry. I was like, this is really awesome. Okay, let's do this. Well, I guess what had happened was they um, had got a contract I had never seen the contract. And that was a personal problem for me because yes, you're my management. How do I know what I'm getting into? Is it a 60-40 split? Is it a 70-40? Is it publishing? Like what's going on here? And what had happened was apparently the record label offered something that my management said no to. Well, I was bummed out. They're like, hey, you got to make a press release saying that, you know, we turned the deal down. And I'm like, so you want me to go out and lie and say that we turned a deal down when they turned us down. Okay. So fast forward to three, four months after that, when I had ended my contract with this management, me, I reached out to the label. I reached out to them because I wanted to know, Hey, what happened to my deal? What happened? Because I had these guys that didn't know what they were doing. And I want to know what happened with the deal. One of the uh, reps did reach back out to me and they did have the, manager of the uh the one that was initiating the conversation reach out to me what had happened was there was a lot of money within the deal and the management company i was working with wanted to take 100 of the masters they wanted to take everything wow. so the labels saved my butt by not signing that contract no kidding so that is, there are a lot of people out there that will scam, dude, a lot of people. And, um, you know, I didn't know any better. I just wanted, to, I wanted a deal. I thought I deserved it. I thought that they could take me to different heights in my career and you know, Hey, that's what people want. You know, a lot of people don't want to do it just themselves. And now as you, you know, you get older and you get more wisdom, you're like, okay, I can just do this myself. Why do I need somebody to step in here? And, you know, yeah, they want to offer me money to help me, but there was nothing going on, no help in any type of way. So for me, the best thing to do was walk away and just be done with it. And uh, when I had found out that they wanted to keep the masters, dude, I was very upset because the label really saved my ass, dude. <laughs> they really did. They looked out for the artist and did what was best. And I was upset at the time, but I'm so grateful that they did that.
Well, you know, this is this is a really cool point because we can kind of tie back to a mutual friend of ours uh, with Rick Barker. Yeah. How important is it for an artist to find a mentor in the industry, somebody like Rick, somebody like another artist that they really admire and reach out and see if they can get a, like a one-on-one kind of life lesson on how to run their business? So as we were going back, you know, it is very important to invest in yourself. It is very important to spend your money in the right places, but you have to know how to do that. And if you're an artist and you don't want to spend money, unfortunately, there's nothing really to do about it. Because if you don't believe in yourself and you can't believe in putting your money into yourself financially, nobody else is going to believe in you. And uh, it just comes down to you have to trust. You have to learn to trust people. And, you know, when you're out there and you're getting screwed over left and right, it's hard to trust people. But you always have to believe that not everybody has those intentions as anybody else. Rick Barker, fantastic example. I was scrolling through Facebook one day and I came across this guy's video. I saw it once and I watched it. I said, okay, this seems pretty cool. Passed it up. Three days later, it came back up on my feed. I sat click the button again. I started watching it again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to click that link, see what this is all about. I clicked the link. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this video. Two days later, I finally clicked the link in my inbox. I watched the video and I sat there and I watched the whole thing. And I said, wow, this guy is amazing. And he wasn't sitting there giving me promises that you're going to make it if you do this. You're going to no. it was more so I will show you what I'm doing and have shown to other people that will work for you. But at the same time, you have to understand that you have to do what makes what works your way, too. You know, you, yeah. you can't just use someone's method and think it's just going to work. you got to you got to improvise your own stuff, too. Yeah. And I, I think like drawing it back to your influences of music, that's a really good example. There's a parallel there. Like, okay, cool. This works for Usher. This works for right. uh, JT. This works for the Beebs. But what is going to make it work for Greg James? Like what, how do we take all these things and, and melting pot right here and then make it my own thing. And I think that the business side is very much the same. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I agree completely. Um, and like, you have to know, you know, your, your consumers, you have to know them. You want to get to know them. Um, the one thing I've been doing is, you know, I'll shoot messages to people that, you know, check into my stuff and I'm like, Hey, you know, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate that. You know, what do you do? You know, what can I do to support you? And it's just different things here and there, because it's all about, you know, it's just like you and how you and I met the same yeah. type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You're supporting one and you're supporting one another because you're both trying to reach a goal and reach your dreams and you guys can help each other. I truly believe that it, it works like that. You know, we can't be these people that just ignore people out there. You know, I understand no. the celebrities, they got so much going on and, and they got under, I understand completely, but there are people like Justin Bieber does take the time to respond to people. I do see it. Um, yeah. Ariana Grande does the same thing. Like I, I see it, I see people do that. And, and I'm sure it means the world to them. But like you said, as you're starting, you really want to engage with who is listening to your music and who is supporting you. Music is beautiful just because there is no border. You don't have like, oh, those are that's only for the Canadians. Sorry, guys. Like that. that no, it doesn't work like that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like you're all in it, and you said it great. Is that when you really reach out and and uh, for any artist out there that's not doing the voice memos or the video messages on Instagram and and hitting up your followers, it's you're doing a disservice to yourself and to your people who are actually, you know, kind of like, oh, wow. How many times have you sent that message and been like, hey, thank you so much. What can I do for you? And people are just totally floored. They have no idea how to even respond. 
it's just such a different reaction. They have yeah. no idea what to say because I've done that with a couple people and I'm like, you know, Hey, and they're like, Whoa, that was really, you know, awesome of you. Thank you. You know? And I appreciate the likes you've been getting on my post. You know, I have this coming out and this releasing. I say, Oh, well, that's awesome. You know, I have something coming out as well. So when yours comes out, please let me know so I can check it out. And I'll do the same with you. Yeah. It's just, it works hand in hand, man. It's crazy though, but you develop that connection and then over the couple of days, you'll see them liking your posts without you even, you know, saying anything. They'll they'll dive into what you're doing. You'll dive into what they're doing. It's it's more so loving what what you're around. Like I see people's posts and I say, wow, this guy's a really good drummer. Wow, this guy's a really good guitar player. I'm gonna drop a comment. I'm gonna you know, share this post. I'm gonna flag. I'm gonna I'm gonna favorite this post. Like it's just all about loving what you're doing in that sense, but also telling people like, hey. I create like my one thing I love to do, like um, as I'm working on a new Instagram page now, it's uh, I'm trying to make sure that people know what I'm doing. If my if I'm about music, you're going to see a post that's about music when you come to my page. I want yeah. that first post to be something that's relatable to what I'm doing. So you can either hear my voice, see what I'm doing and understand, wow, OK, this guy is an artist. This yeah. guy is not just a posting photography. This guy's an actual artist. <laughs> I know, eh? Hey. Pictures are great. I think people that post flowers and post natures, that's great. But yeah. um, just the first thing people see, they might get the wrong wrong image. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, impression, so, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't want to get the wrong impression, especially yeah. your first impression. Like Rick Barker always says, you don't know when someone's going to discover you. You don't. Yeah. It could yeah. be through Instagram. It could be through Facebook. It could just be at a random time. If you are not accessible and, and you look like you're not who you're supposed to be, people aren't going to be interested. Yeah. Or the wrong people might be, right? And how much, and that's just as bad. If, oh, when you if, get those weird right? people that follow you that just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no idea why this person's on me, but that's because you posted that picture of the flowers, man. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> right. I love flowers too. Oh, I love, uh, oh wow. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I want to take one step back because you said something really interesting. You know, you, you mentioned about how much love and how much uh, support and everything. For you, was it always a nurturing home life? Was it always a good family situation? Like, where did you get this love? Like, where where do you where do you get your essence now? Yeah, man, my uh, my home life was was quite a struggle, man. You know, I uh, as a child, my my mom, mother and father they were into drugs, man. It was rough. It was a rough lifestyle. Um, I was actually raised by my grandparents uh, and I have four siblings as well. And we were all raised by my grandparents because my parents were addicted to drugs and drugs is tough, man. I I've never been addicted to them, so I couldn't really give much light on it, but I've seen it firsthand and uh, it really does strip a family. So the one thing that I did have to hold on to uh, was just hope as a kid, you know, I just kind of held on to hope. I didn't have much growing up living with your grandparents. You know, it's not all, it's not all what it's cracked out to be. You know, they weren't rich and they didn't have tons of money. They were just doing enough to get by. And they also had nine kids of their own. So I have a pretty large family. And the fact that my grandparents decided to take on that responsibility to make sure that we weren't split up, you know, in, in DCFS or amongst different group homes, mm -hmm. it was huge. And uh, it's something that I commend, you know, more than anything, you know, my grandpa fought tooth and nail for us. My grandma did the same thing. And uh, it's rough growing up in that type of atmosphere. You know, kids pick on you as you're growing up and they find out you're living with your grandparents and, um, you know, they, it, it's rough. It's rough growing up. It was tough. Um, but out of all of it, I just kept 
pushing and just kept trying to be a better person every day. And uh, I got involved in sports, like you were saying too. Yeah. Um, I played sports. I learned to team build, but I was also a me person. And I don't know what it was about it, but maybe it was because I was just selfish because the way I grew up, but I thought it was all about me, me, me for a while. But then I realized it's all about the team. And right. uh, I kind of did that with music too, as I was growing up, I was more so I need to do this. I need to do this. And, and, you know, I had friends around me that were trying to do the same thing, but I, I supported them, but not like I supported myself. And I feel like you have to really support your friends and family, just like you support you too. Um, it, it goes hand in hand. Like you said, if you don't have somebody there with you and you don't have other people around you, you're just by yourself. And when yeah. you're just by yourself, you know, you look selfish, you don't look and you, you don't look as you should, in my opinion, uh, you're better with a, a good team around you, you know, and, um, you know, like I said, life was tough, uh, but I've grown up to be such a better person than I, I came out of the situation when I was younger. I've got good people around me. Uh, I've got a wonderful girlfriend that just, she loves everything I do. She's with me 100% every step of the way. Uh, she comes to my studio sessions. She sits there and on writing sessions with me. She has inputs on my tracks and it's just, it's just a great feeling to have a good team of people around you that you're connecting with, you know, and it's just great. She doesn't, she's not part of my business aspect, but she's there with love. And I'm so grateful that I have a great circle of friends. I've dropped so many people in the past just because of negative energy. Mm. I don't let that negative energy get into my circle because when you have negative energy, it tears you up. I mean, make things so difficult and, um, just coming from everything I have, I, I can relate with other artists too, that have struggled, you know, with their parents, you know, and coming like nowadays divorce is huge. It's a very common thing. And a lot of people do tend to live with their other family members. So it's mm -hmm. something that's more relatable than it was back then. But, um, I understand what it's like to come from struggles. And that's the one thing is I love it too. And yeah, some people say, oh, I wish it would just come to me, but I love to work for what I have because you can watch the little accomplishments as you come along and you can watch them as you, as you're moving along the way. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just grateful for everything I have in my life right now, man. And it's taken me a while to feel like that, but I, I seriously feel like everything that I have right now, I am more than grateful for and every opportunity that has come my way. And as I'm working my way towards bigger goals and bigger opportunities, I'm just going to keep saying thanks and being grateful for it. Was there anybody in your family that helped you kind of pave that path to get into uh, the music industry particularly? It sounds like there was a big extended family. Was there anybody in your family that was kind of already working the, the industry that so kind of gave you some light? I had, um, I have a family that was, you know, just kind of casually playing guitar here and there, playing drums and stuff. I actually had a uh, studio that was built into my grandparents' basement because my cousin was huge and he used to be friends with the singer of Chevelle. I don't know if you oh, remember wow. who Chevelle is. Love Chevelle. Chevelle is actually from, they're from Gray's Lake, which is actually not too far from where I live. That's crazy. I love Chevelle. Uh, I, I, I was blown away when I learned that they were a three piece. I was like, what? They used what? to record in my basement when, before they were big. So they <laughs> cool. Like a garage band type thing. That's what yeah, they were yeah. doing. I didn't oh, know shit. who they were until I had seen who they were as I grew up. And love my, that my group, cousin man. was friends with the singer. So at the time, and he was, he was learning how to engineer and mix sessions and stuff. And uh, that was just something he had did. Um, but as I had gotten a little bit older, I knew about somebody in the industry named Stephen George. I 
I found out he was like a, a, a good second cousin to me or something like that. But anyways, right. he worked with Jive Records back in the day. Okay. He cool. had done engineering for Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. The, all, the, all, the, all the boy bands, the pop bands. He worked yeah. with R. Kelly. Uh, he did a lot of different a lot of different things in the industry. And I had found out and I was so shocked and so amazed because I was like, is this where this talent comes from? Is this where this hunger for music comes from? Yeah. And I had eventually, as it, we, I got a little older, I had eventually linked up with him. And oh, we cool. actually got to sit down. I went to, he had a studio out in New York at the time. It was upstate New York. I got to sit down with him and talk to him. He talked to me about the cool encounters. Like he had talked to me about when he used to work with R. Kelly. R. Kelly used to work, walk around with, I don't know if you remember at the time when people had the tiny little cell phones yeah, and they could make the little, not the, not the notepad things, but the little voice recordings, the basic ones. Yep. yep. R. Kelly used to walk around with a tape recorder back in the day too, making voice memos of different things he was, he was thinking about. It was insane. And I was like, wow. So people wow. used to use the tape recorders to do the same thing that people use on their phones, but he's just a great engineer. He actually used to be the drummer for ministry, which is a band too. If you know that band, yeah. then yeah. you know who Steve-O is. His name's Steve-O. That's, so that's Steve-O. Is, Steve and George, that's my cousin. That's, wow. Okay, yeah. so that there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, you see how small the music industry really is. Before you even knew you were in it, yeah, you were dude. in it. Oh, man. That's wild. That's crazy. Did, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's super cool. It goes to the next question, too. It's like when, when you say – Okay, guys, in order to get into the industry, it's who you know. What do you mean by that? So you want to pay very close attention to who you're interacting with. Um, it just goes with little things because there might be people that you know in your circle that can help you build up. The whole thing is you want to make sure that you have a great brand and you want to make sure that you have people that are around you that are 100% into your brand. So if you're building a team, make sure that they're about the team and not about themselves. Um, it is, it is about who, you know, I mean, if, if some people knew some of these celebrities that are getting in there, the chances are, they're going to have a better chance of making it. But when it comes down to who, you know, I'm more so saying use those people around you. Like I have friends that own studios, friends that own, that make beats, use those people, help each other out, you know, say, Hey man, I'll, I'll get this beat for you. If you, you know, you want me to put your names on this or just just pay them for this. I have a friend that um, that actually mixes my studio sessions and um, I pay him, I pay him what I need to pay him. And uh, we do things right way, you know, but he's an awesome guy. He does the tracks just the way we like it. I sit on, on every mix and we come down and just make awesome music together. And when I'm there with his sessions, he shows me his music. It's just, it's just a great thing. And uh, I don't ask for discounts because it's not about that. It's about working with people though, that you trust. And I know that he's going to get the best for me in my records that I'm looking for because I trust him and I know him. Um, it's, it just comes down to using your contacts to your, to everything that, that you can, you know, there, I know people that are photographers, videographers, you got to use those connections. Mm -hmm. You got to help each other, build each other up. It's very important. And if you don't have that to establish it, you can find people out there. It's all about just connecting to people and letting them know, Hey, I'm not a ghost. I'm a real person. I'm not just automatically having someone like your pictures and comment on your stuff. I'm real. Interact with me. If you need anything, reach out. 
it sounds like you've you've done a lot of work both personally and professionally i'm i'm just curious to see what what is your actual practice what is your your daily practice do you you mentioned you were into sports as a kid are you still playing or are you are you keeping active uh, what's what's that world like especially now with pandemic mode where everybody kind of sits down in lockdown i i hear a lot of the I hear a lot of the same stuff, like, I don't know what to do, I can't do the gym. And they just, like, is there, a, is there an active practice for you for uh, maintaining your own wellness? So, so my actual, like, my day job during the day, I actually work at a pet store, and I move dog food, bro, all day. Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know why that's about. Yeah, 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 that's funny, man. I, uh, I, was, raised, I was raised on, uh, on a farm out here, and we, uh, my parents are registered golden retriever breeder, breeders. There you so. go, yeah. So, and I know a lot about year. the pet industry, too. It's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I'm moving. I'm constantly moving back and oh, forth, man. back and forth, back and forth. So I stay pretty active like that. Um, Great. I do have my own. I'll do push-ups every morning. I'll do sit-ups every morning. I do my own little routine. Um, not too much running lately because it's still kind of cold out here. Yeah, if the yeah. weather can't make up its mind, it's like one day it's 55, the next day it's 32. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the worst thing about living in the Midwest. So yeah. <laughs> come to Canada, brother. <laughs> yeah, I've, always, I've cold. Heard. I've heard always cold. Me, I, I, uh, I've either wanted to go to the West Coast or go to Florida, but everybody seems to be going to Florida. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arizona's I know, a hey? hot spot too, though. A lot of people are going to Arizona now too. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. I like heat though. Um, have you ever practiced any kind of uh, mindfulness or anything like that before a show or or anything yeah, like that? So my girlfriend actually does a lot of yoga and a lot of spiritual well-being and just um, she actually taught me how to eat better too, man. I was eating horrible, way, way, way bad before. And yeah. when I met her, she taught me to eat more organic, eat uh, less, less uh, fatty foods, less, you know, excess, just bad foods in your system. Because as a singer, you have to understand that your body is a machine and what you're taking in, it could be bad. Like, like I tell people all the time, like dairy, I don't really drink dairy. I drink almond milk now and I drink soy milk. So I don't really drink actual dairy products. Um, not just because of singing, just because I don't know, I soy milk and almond milk just tastes better to me. I just, <laughs> I just feel like it's just a better thing, but I've, I've been more holistic. Um, I feel more healthier with my lifestyle choices. Yeah. Um, I do vocal lessons uh, just by opening YouTube videos once or twice a week, just yeah. to work on my riffs, work on my range, work yeah. on different things. Every time before I go to the studio, I spend about an hour just doing the warm ups, light warm ups, nothing heavy. Because if I'm preparing for a two hour session, I want to make sure I give it my best. I'm not going to the studio to waste my money. I'm going there to put down good vocals and make sure it sounds great. Otherwise, the next time I come back, I'm going to say, Let's change everything and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we been there, man? Ah, dude, so in the nice. studio. Oh, dude, st session drummer. You know what? I think I can do that again. No. <laughs> yes, yes dude, the engineers. I swear, they hit. They sit there and they say it's the same exact note. No, no, no. It can no, be no, better. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's oh, so funny. Dude, I thought I was too. I, I was like, man, I feel like such an annoyance at the studio, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to get my best takes, but they're like, dude, that was the same thing. I can okay. do it again. No, no, no. We'll, we'll save these. We'll work on the next part. Okay. <laughs> I'm just such a perfectionist, though. And I yeah. think that's what it comes with being a Virgo. I'm just a perfectionist, bro. I just, yeah. I think everybody, everything has to be great. And I think that's a good thing, though, because if I'm out there releasing basic stuff instead of giving it everything I've got, what am I doing? I'm not bettering myself. So I try to make sure I have the best quality for myself the best type of this. And I have to get out of my head sometimes. It's so bad. 
<laughs> well, yeah, no, and that, that's the thing that in, in working with coaching clients and uh, with my line of work, I, I work exclusively with perfectionist musicians. So it's yeah. like I get that all the time. The easiest way to look at that in my experience is go, okay, cool. I'm, I've been there. I, like I just told you, like, I, oh, I could do that again. Perfection is the enemy of uh, progress and, and being good. Perfection is the enemy of that. And if you can, if you can flip the mindset, if you're in a studio session for anybody listening out there, yes, perfection is something to strive for. Just know that you will never get it. (laughs) Just know that you'll never get it. You can always strive for it, but progress. If you can sit down and think, how can I be 1% better this take? If I can sit down and be, how can I be 1% better than I was yesterday? You're going to keep on going. Cause even if you're only at 55% of your ideal self, that means you got like another 45 days before you're yeah. at your perfection. And then it just, it's a sliding scale. You know what I mean? So it just keeps on going. So you can That's just keep awesome, on climbing right? a new, new Everest, right? So it's always 1%, 1%, 1%. So when people beat themselves up, because a lot of that battle is right between the ears, you know? Yes. It's not, it's not an external thing. The fire within is, is what really determines how great you really can be. And we, we are our own worst enemy. I believe Lit said that best, you know, my own worst enemy. It's Great. So song. true. We really are our own worst enemy. And, um, you know, we could have the greatest people around us, but if we're inside of our head, constantly bashing what we're doing, we're not going to grow. And it's, it can be an ongoing battle and it's okay to feel like, you know, it could be better because there are times when I'm finished up with a song and I go, I'm back at home and I'm going, man, I could have done this, but you know what? The song's done. The song's great. It sounds good. I'll just apply it for next time. You, know, you have to look at things like that. You know, you did everything you could, you did your best, keep doing better every day and just, it'll work. It's awesome to watch your progress. It's amazing. Yeah, um, from this, no. from this last song I released half of me to this next song, which I'm releasing this month, the progress yeah. is crazy. It blows your mind. Isn't it crazy how you can just sit back and be like, wow, because everything's so like moment based. And that's the thing that people got to understand is that nothing's permanent right now. Like you can play this half of me could change the next time you perform it. Right. Like that's the thing. The song evolves with you. And that's kind of what makes it fun to be an artist. Like, cause you get to, that's your art. That's how you get to, it might have a different feel the next time you play it. You might just strip it right back and you might actually play that with a guitarist. Like, holy shit. How cool would that be? Right. So you've got so much freedom. There's no like box that you have to be in. That's so cool. I love that you, you mentioned that, um, that actually is a great segue to, as we wrap things up, um, let's talk about the new single. Let's talk about where people can find you. Let's talk about what's the, I know we had a little bit of, we were talking about this offline, another frustration of uh, the internet age here. Let's, I'm just going to let you take this. What happened this past week for you, Greg? So, uh, I lost access to my Instagram account, dude. What had happened was I had changed my phone number not that long ago. And the phone number that was attached to the account is my old number. There's no other way I could get it. I had no email attached to it, no phone number. So this is where it gets funny. I literally got to the point where I was calling T-Mobile to try to get that phone number back. So I could no. recover that account. Wow. I've been trying for the last four days. And finally, after yesterday and being completely frustrated, yeah. they told me that there was no way I could get the number back. So I had done everything. My girlfriend actually had the idea and said, why don't you call T-Mobile? I said, wait a minute, that's genius. I'm yeah. sitting there trying every forum, looking for different ways to get into Instagram. And I can't do anything. And 
we tried it. It didn't work. So I'm out here rebuilding the Instagram. So the links where people can find me, man, uh, Instagram.com, Greg J music, um, Facebook.com, Greg James music. And then I got Twitter, Twitter.com, Greg James music. And if you are looking for me on Spotify, just type in Greg James yeah. and um, follow me. I got new music coming. I got this new song called Vibin released on 420 this month. A lot of people keep laughing and saying, why are you releasing it on 420? Well, the reason I'm releasing it on 420 is because I personally think it's something that you can just vibe to and chill and listen to with your friends at a party, it by yourself at the gym. It's got a lot of different, a lot of different um, value, a lot of different things you can do with it. And I, I love it personally. It's, it's a great song. Um, I went and uh, I actually recorded the vocals for this not even kidding, a year ago. Wow. And then I went back to the studio, redid the vocals because at that time I was in such a different mindset that the song didn't sound the way it should have. So we redid the vocals. It sounded great. And uh, now we got a finished product coming out on the 20th. So I'm Dude, excited, man. I'm excited. That's that's super cool, man. That's uh, that's a lot of, that's, I would say hard work if it was the old me, but it sounds like it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, but at the same time, when you are like, you know what, this vision is so much bigger. I just yeah. went for it and said, this has got to be bigger. It's got to be bigger than what it was, man. I'm, it's a year now that these vocals have been sitting. Let's get these fresh. And that's what we did. So beauty. Now for those of us uh, who aren't paying attention to the show notes is Greg with a double G. Yeah. Right? There we go. So, the reason yeah, it's like exactly. that is because my name is not Gregory. It's Greg. Actually. Hey, yeah, so actually, Greg, it's not Gregory. That's why there's two G's. Again, we're going to have everything attached into the show notes here for you. If you guys are interested, hit up Greg here on the new Instagram. That's uh, yeah. Greg, Greg J James. Music. Yeah, gotcha. And then you can also find him on Facebook, Greg James Music. And Twitter, same. Greg, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your space, sharing your story, and spending some time with us here on the Music Fit Podcast, dude. Any final words? I'm just grateful to be here, man. Thank you for taking the time to have me on here. And uh, if you guys are tuning in, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram. I will message you back and we can talk music. And if you love what I'm doing, there's more coming. So, <laughs> Perfect, my dude. Thank you so much. We will catch you on the next one, all right? All right, thanks, man. Take care. Peace. All right. Thank you very much, Greg. Like I said, you can find him at Greg J Music on Instagram. Hit him up. Get in those DMs. Say hey. Send him a video message, man. Throw him off. Play his game. Play hardball. Right, Greg, it was a blast having a chat, man. Thank you so much for that. And be sure to check out tomorrow. Get up on uh, on Spotify, do the pre-save thing, and uh, and get his new single, Vibin'. All right? Be vibing. 420. What better time to vibe, right? Speaking of vibes, we got some real cool vibes in the Music Fit Collective, as I was mentioning last week and earlier in the show. We've got... A new membership going we got a cool platform where you can get hooked up with not only a bunch of really rad musicians but a bunch of other industry professionals that if you're looking to build that team this is an incredible networking opportunity for you now for only 22 canadian dollars per month you get a whole range of different services 
you've got the the option first and foremost you've got the connection piece which you know that's that's the price of admission right there the connection piece to like-minded individuals incredibly talented we're talking graphic design marketing agents radio tracking everything you can imagine that is what not just the fitness side of things staying well physically and mentally but all of the business such as we talked about earlier in the show with greg so if you are an upcoming artist if you're an established act doesn't matter get on it okay we'd love to have you uh send me a dm at mike the schwartz or you can find us over at music fit at we are music fit hell send me an email if you want to go old school we can go email we are music fit at gmail.com you can find me there head on over to the website we've got a ton of free resources over there as well so if you are looking hey you know you just want to stick your toes in the water that's a great place to start and you can see what the fuss is all about all right musicfitcollective.com that is it have yourselves a fantastic now let me start that again make it a fantastic week you know put the action out there to do something rad and remember this piece if you read the blog Anytime you've got a problem, flip that into an opportunity, all right? Oftentimes, the problems in our lives are self-generated, and when we scratch that word out, write it down. Write out what your big problem is. Scratch that word problem out, replace it with opportunity, and see what happens. All right, folks? That's it. That's all. Until next time, y'all stay sweet. Peace. Peace.